It's my week three lineup review. Let's go. It's the Player Pool Podcast with your host, Austin Raboyne. Welcome back. Welcome back. Sunday night football just kicked off. I just got finished listening to Carrie Underwood bring us into this lovely fall Sunday night. How did everyone do today? Are you feeling optimistic, defeated, or victorious? If you didn't have a healthy helping of Chargers and Dolphins today, you probably aren't feeling very victorious. We had 70, 70 points, a 70 bomb drop today in the Dolphins Broncos game. I knew, we all knew it would be hot in Miami, and Denver may have had a little trouble matching the Dolphins' effort, who arguably are more used to the heat but oh my gosh there's breaking the slate and then there is like a world ender comet that was the Dolphins offense today just absolutely ruining the slate along with the healthy dash of Keenan Allen again if you didn't have those people you probably weren't high up in the cash but to my lineups I had some lineups placed respectfully but I would still call this a loss over on the week so I'm 0-3 with nothing to report three weeks into the season but I remain steadfast, optimistic. The player pool is landing all over the place, right along the edge. It just cannot get that final player to deliver. I keep getting plagued by just one or two guys who completely crap the bed and hold me back from really jumping high up in the money. So today was a 30, almost a 33% loss total. I can live with that. That's something that can be easily regained on a good week. But it's three weeks in. A lot of football hours put in. And I'm ready to see some more green. I, I know some of you guys are too. At the same time, getting a ton of screenshots. A lot of different guys all across the country now sending me in screenshots saying, oh, look, I got here, I got here, you know, starting to score a lot higher. So really cool to see some guys just build their base builds. I mean, when they show the lineups, those are player pool lineups. You know, they have the, the same decision tree flow um, throughout all of them. You can see, like, where they, uh, you know, built their base and where they were plugging in value and any little mini game correlations that led them to the game action, the game places where points were to be scored, right? Sometimes these stacks, you're not hitting your dead target, but it makes you drag in those other two players in that stack, and then they end up going off. So game stacks still bring you to the right place. Sometimes you don't get the output or the results from the player that you necessarily wanted to. But again, if you were really focused on the Dolphins today and you drug in Moser, even though there were cheaper running back options, then you definitely won today, more likely. So, anyway, let's get to my lineup review. I'm going to start this week with my worst because I'm feeling more optimistic. I had higher prices. So, I'm going to start my worst lineups and work up to my best. Thankfully, my best were able to grab some some chunks of uh, cash to, uh, to lessen the blow on this week. But, anyway, first lineup. This was a Jags, and we'll get to the Jaguars on Tuesday's show. This was a Jags base stack with a little micro correlation mini game stack of uh, with Henry, Derek Henry, and Amari Cooper. For the Jags stack, I had, you know, obviously Trevor Lawrence. Then I went, I kind of did this kind of like I would a Bengals stack. So I did Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, and Calvin Ridley. Nothing running back on the Houston side. Figuring out those Houston receivers will be another project for Tuesday's show, but. Yeah, the the Jaguars just they had plenty of opportunity. They even had opportunity in the trashy time of the game where 
it was just garbage stats time, and they still just could not pump the stat book at all. Trevor Lawrence some weeks just looks painfully average, sub Jared Goff levels, and this was one of those weeks. So Trevor Lawrence doesn't hit his 20 mark. ETM was an okay play, didn't hit two times value, just came just a shade under two times value. He didn't necessarily ruin you. Calvin Ridley, though, 5.5 points, second straight week in a row, single digits. That definitely killed me. Otherwise, throughout this lineup, the prevailing the prevailing theme of why I lost this week is a combination of not having Mostert and too much Joshua Kelly and his crappy 11 carries for 12 yards. So, yeah, throughout the rest of this lineup, you know, I had a good DK Metcalf play. He almost hit 2x value. Musgraves looks like a solid bargain bin option. He's getting a lot of targets. Uh, he did me well, but just overall, the Jaguars, Calvin Ridley, Kelly completely completely dropped the ball for me in my worst lineup here this one scored 88 points second to worst lineup this was one of my lamar uh, jackson naked lineup sacks and i wanted to use lamar and target the atlanta detroit game which was not a offensive fireworks show at all Bijan robinson gives me eight points jameer gibbs for the second week in a row i'm relying kind of heavy on him and again 8.7 points Less points than he had for us last year, or last year, last week, on double the amount of touches. Yikes. So, went to Jameer Gibbs because the touches were supposed to increase, only for him to give us less total points than when he has half as many touches. Not great. One of my favorite plays on the entire uh, slate was Amari Cooper. And maybe occasionally I know what I'm talking about, because at least he was able to have a lot of success during the against the uh, Titans Pass funnel defense. So happy to have him in this naked lineup. I tried to get him all over the place. Unfortunately, what that also caused with Amari Cooper is then I would try to get Ford out of the lineup because I didn't want them both being reliant on touchdowns and taking from each other, which this week that would have worked out anyway. I think that kind of, again, points to when you have a starting running back that is that low, sub 6K, you just plug and forget because it's so easy for them to meet and crush value as with that many opportunities so but anyway favorite play of the day here was amari cooper he did me, he did me really well over three times value and you can't hate that and then i did a lot like and in these naked lines i did a lot more selective just player picks so like i just wanted to access the cd lamb ultimately he didn't do much for me eight points zay flowers i i wanted it was just economical to stack with lamar so there's zay flowers with a pedestrian nine and that's why you don't stack that's why you don't play ravens pass catchers because there's no flow there there's no explosiveness there they're all just trying to get first downs and march down the field so i will probably learn that lesson after this week went back to the well with uh okonkwu with the uh, titans i thought well if uh henry fails to get touchdowns maybe it's uh, you know okonkwu on the tight end side catching some but again for the second time this year i'm playing him and he gets me 2.2 points this lineup also had a nice dash of kelly this lineup finished at 91.58 points Next lineup, I had seven total lineups this week. This is my Buffalo Bills stack with Josh Allen, James Cook, and Stefan Diggs. I was dead on right about Josh Allen and Diggs this week, how the pocket would be collapsing pretty quick this week, and Allen would have a lot of, of quick just out routes and dig routes to Stefan Diggs. That was very true. <laughs> what I joked about, though, is that Gabe Davis was going to be out of the picture. Not out of the picture, but hopefully not siphoning good opportunities from this duo. And then, sure enough, Gabe Davis gets a beautiful thrown touchdown pass to him uh, that doesn't go to Stefan Diggs. Because if that goes to Diggs, that's just the cherry on top of Diggs 
great day of work. Eight catches, 111 yards. Josh Allen, too. He hits his 22-point mark. James Cook wasn't a total letdown. Didn't necessarily hit two times value, but he's still getting those carries. So I don't feel bad about playing that stack. Overall, that stack, to me, delivers. I mean, Diggs and Cook come in just under two times value, but I have no regrets playing that stack. And then let's see here. I had – oh, I also had Dalton Kincaid in as the tight end, so it's actually a four-bill stack. I do regret Kincaid, obviously, but it was my last kind of bargain bin play. It was either Musgraves or Kincaid, and I figured let's have a little diversity there. Maybe just throw Kincaid in there. Maybe he catches, like, a touchdown pass and one other catch. Uh, I, I don't regret that. You know, it, it didn't return well, but that's kind of what you have to do in DFS. You want all arrows pointing the same direction uh, on the way up, right? So this line, again, was plagued by Joshua Kelly, like most of my lines. And then the fillers I had in here were uh, Kenneth Walker, who I really liked. I, I pretty much could just tell he was two touchdowns this week. It was kind of a homecoming game for the Seahawks, and I knew that if they had used a battering ram to ensure a victory, they did. And Kenneth Walker, he, he's looking really, he, he looks like a Seahawks running back. So he had a really good day, 29 points. Uh, but then again, the things that let me down here, Kelly with two points, Calvin Ridley sitting there again like a Ferrari in the garage, never leaving, never getting out on the road. Calvin Ridley sitting there with 5.5 points again, just killing this line. This line only got 116.8 points. These next four lines are, you know, nothing to feel bad about overall. They did have holes. So the next line, this one scored 126 points, did not cash. And it was my Justin Fields naked stack. We will get to Justin Fields and the Chicago Junior Varsity Bears on Tuesday. But Fields completely, completely let anybody who had any shred of belief left in him down this week. He was only 3.3% owned, which is wild. He was the best running quarterback in football last year. And I guess 97% of you know better than I do. Uh, but here's Justin Fields. He pretty much kills the lineup from the beginning. He's followed up by Joshua Kelly killing it. Alexander Madison, I mentioned him on the Friday show. And if you got over to him, you probably had good success. You had great value. He hit over two times value. So he's in this line. I feel good about that. Cooper's there. Mark Cooper's there making me look smart. Here was where I gave myself a false sense of security. I said I'm pairing Tyreek Hill with, again, the best running back and uh, running quarterback in football and my favorite play on the slate, Amari Cooper. So Tyreek Hill should cover my Miami exposure. Well, that's why I ultimately lost on, this, on the slate. Tyreek Hill only gets one of the 10 touchdowns that Miami scored, but I did have him in this lineup. And then I went for some uh, kind of a safe floor is what I thought, but Michael Thomas with the Packers. Uh, six catches, 50 yards. Now, granted, I was a lot more high on him. Uh, I was a lot more high on him when I thought Jair Alexander was going to play, it, hopefully to shut off Olave, and then they'd have to dump off to Michael Thomas a lot. It didn't necessarily go that way, but I was okay with this return given I was just begging for salary relief out of my, by using Michael Thomas. I also took a rare opportunity to play Travis Kelsey. I thought if the Bears game got trashy, I knew it would be a blowout. But I thought if it got trashy and Fields just had to scramble a bunch and they were going to pump Kelsey with a couple touchdowns just to get the Chiefs machine rolling, I thought it was a good idea. Ultimately, it didn't work out because Fields didn't meet his end of the bargain. Here's Travis Kelsey. 8, 8K price gives me 16.4 points. So, yeah, it's okay. It's whatever, you know. It's, uh, it's kind of like a free hotel breakfast. You kind of wish you could have something better, but at least it's there for you. And then I finished up with Zach Moss, who is a opportunity hog over there in Indy. 30 carries, 
two catches. I don't know how many targets, but 21 and a half points for a 6,400 price. I mean, all over the place, I'm looking smart. And then there's just a couple holes um, in each line that just hold everybody back. And then again, just no access to the beautiful Mostert, uh, like 20% of the field had. So that hurt me. So that was my Justin Fields naked stack. Next, I have three left here. This lineup scored 132 and a half points. Another Lamar Jackson naked. This is a naked stack with a Lamar Jackson. I use Lamar Jackson to get to Pollard. I said I'll, I'll play a Lamar naked quarterback line, and then I'll jam in Pollard to, get, to cover my exposure. Ultimately, Pollard wasn't worth it. Neither were the Cowboys today. And Pollard at over, I think he was 9,400, scores 13.6 points on a good chunk of carries. I mean, you play a 9,000 and up running back if you know he's getting 23 carries you do he just didn't didn't go for for buku nuclear stats like <laughs> again the miami dolphins title wave did today so yeah this lineup was mainly scattered it was also the only lineup where I actually did play ford and cooper on off of cleveland together and that worked out really well and then man i was really proud of this lineup so i have you know lamar ru great runner then pollard smash spot ford great value play Going to be used a lot. He smashes. Mark Cooper, pass funnel. He smashes. I have Stefan Diggs in this lineup. Again, didn't let me down necessarily. And then I even have Madison in here who gets way over two, 2x value. What I just don't have at the end of the day is that final hammer 20 to 15 point score. And instead, I have Calvin Ridley's five points staring at me. You know, Musgraves and Miami Dolphins defense here. They did their job. So really, I'm just that last player away of 15 points, 20 point score. And. Flying high in the cash, but we just, we'll break through eventually. Just can't do it yet. All right, two more here. This is a – I played three Lamar lines out of my seven lineups this week. So here's another Lamar. Uh, this one's a naked stack as well. I wanted – I had a belief of who the better running back options were going to be today over the favorites. So the favorites were Joshua Kelly, some Madison, obviously Ford. Those were the favorites. And I, to me, thought – I thought ETN – Kenneth Walker and Jameer Gibbs were going to be the superior running backs this week. So kind of a mixed bag of me being right and wrong. ETN and Walker in this lineup don't let me down. Gibbs totally does. Michael Thomas is eight points are staring at me. And then I just had Diggs and Cooper, again, scoring well. So I just need either Michael Thomas or, or Jameer Gibbs to just have that little splash play, you know, 20-yard touchdown. And, and, and we're way on the top here, so – it's that close. This one was just on the outside of cash. So pretty disappointing. I was, again, there at the end of the day with about three lineups. Like any one of these three or all three could cash, and it could be a great, great day, that first breakthrough uh, day of the year. But I guess we'll have to come back next week. Let's see here. My best lineup of the day scored one, 140 and a half points. This, shockingly, was a Kirk Cousins stack line. So... Everyone's instincts on this game were good except for Joshua Kelly. Kelly, again, almost 24% owned. That's that's very high. So Kirk was stacked here with just Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson. I totally went after tight ends this week, and I learned my lesson. It was not a fun ride. It was It's like riding the third best roller coaster at the amusement park. You're really just waiting for the number one, right? So I, I dipped my toes in this tight end world and i hate it i'm going back to my bargain bin guys i'll take luke musgraves eight points for 4900 over hawkinson's 9.8 for 7500 but i just thought that and i was right kirk cousins would throw i said 40 at least 45 times a game uh, in this game he does he, he throws 50 times and jefferson gets his 
Hawkinson lets me down in this line, though. Uh, let's see. And I ran this back with Kelly and Mike Williams. So total on this uh, Chargers-Vikings game stack I had. Again, I had Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, and then Mike Williams and Joshua Kelly running it back. So pretty pretty tidy stack. But, again, Kelly not delivering. Michael Thomas with just his eight not necessarily delivering. Hawkinson just a so wing and a miss. Swing and a miss. <laughs> I just could never get that breakthrough, little 20, 30-yard squirt touchdown across all three lines. That would have really pushed me up the money. Luckily, this lineup had me in the money in places in some leagues. I mean, probably a third of the leagues they were placed in, they scored you know, 10, 11, 12. So this saved me big time. Otherwise, I'd be looking at a, a total loss on the week. So that's a nice aspect of our contest selection and why I say play those leagues because – even if you do just kind of barely hang on in those leagues, the multiplier is just so much more higher. You'll be able to preserve a lot of your bankroll and a lot of your entries week to week. So that is how it went for me in week three. Overall, I feel I do feel a little tired. Maybe it's all the football food I had today. I also attended a wedding yesterday, so I've just been rolling in, in all the uh, very good tasting, but maybe not as best for me as possible food. So this week, I'm going to focus on eating a lot of vegetables and drinking a lot of water. Uh, and then I'm going to unplug and come back fresh about Thursday and be ready to tackle week four. So be looking for us to release our Tuesday reaction show. We'll have some topics on the week to discuss. Otherwise, if you had great success this week, holler at me on Twitter at PlayerPoolPod. Appreciate everybody. Hope you had a great Sunday. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Player Pool Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Player Pool Pods.